Well, let me say again to everyone who have joined a bit later, welcome. Svagatam. <clears throat> Svagatam is actually su-agatam. And su-agatam, su means good or well or thorough. Um, and gata means from gum to go. And then gata means gone as a past passive participle. And then agata is the opposite. It's come. So I like this Sanskrit word because it's a literal, the literal English translation is the literal Sanskrit word, uh, namely well come. Su agatam svagatam. <laughs> so anyway. The thrills, the little thrills of a little bit of Sanskrit knowledge. Okay, uh, what I wanted to propose, but we have to see if uh, she agrees with this. Chitrakarani asked me a question a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to respond to it this last last Saturday. I had all the best intentions. Um, are you there, Chitrakarani? And would you like to um, present your question that you wrote to me? Mm, no response. Maybe she's not direct, not immediately there. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> ah. There you are. Okay. Hare Krishna. Yes, if you turn on your microphone, then we can hear you. Uh, unmuting. Uh, sometimes if you don't see the place to unmute, it's... Hare Krishna. Uh, there you are. Ah, yes, okay. Even because though it says you're still muted. That's strange. Oh, there. Now it's good. Because sometimes the system doesn't allow, allow me to unmute myself. Yeah. So I can't respond immediately. Yeah. That's okay. So did you want to um, say for everyone to hear what your question was? Do you remember? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you remember is the correct question <laughs> I mean, no, not the correct, but just whatever. Yeah, because the really uh, memory, I'm just feeling this memory loss in everything uh, as I age. It is not as if... Shall I, shall I remind you what your question was? I, yes, it is about, it is about, uh, I mean, suffering. I mean, it, it is about if going to Krishna willingly, but I just feel that sometimes Krishna really uh, take us in his hands and just give it shape to everything that is happening in our life, but every little thing, and it's like he's bringing us, when he's sure that our desire of going back to him is sincere, mm -hmm. uh, like 
one is sure that we don't have any other uh, desire than being with him in our in our um, next future life but of course we have desire here because we are in the material world and we just try to always um, you know try not to suffer <laughs> yes this is the best way of explaining mm -hmm. so we have some so is it like if krishna is sure of our sincerity is there any possibility that krishna is taking us and bringing him uh, to be uh, in his uh, realm uh, by you know like like taking the child from the ear and bringing <laughs> something like, yeah. yeah something like this or we we or say maybe it's not just a must that we go back to krishna always singing happy i mean is it okay to suffer <laughs> Because it always seems like we should be very joyful. We should be always happy. It's like it is a shame to be in Krishna conscious, but not being as ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel it very natural. I mean, so the, the, I don't know if my question is clear. Well, the way you put the question before, as I remember, was whether uh, whether we make spiritual advancement. Um, when we're doing, when we're doing things that we don't want to do, um, that's I think how you put it. Yes, don't, but not the spiritual, uh, not the sadhana. I right? No, I mean other, yeah, things we have to do in life. Yes, exactly. It's about um, because Krishna so, is in the road, hmm. so it's like. We can't do all the desire that we want because Krishna has already decided for us how to go, where to go, what to do, <laughs> following yeah. the Dharma. Because I always have this feeling like very guided. Mm. Well, that's good to have the feeling of being guided. That's very good. <laughs> that's, that's very much wanted, the feeling of being guided. Um, no, I was I was just whoops. Somebody's okay. Um, guided and not all over. It's like just mm. I, you know, like no, no, no. God is like the guided and mm -hmm. corrected and protected, uh, not allowed. This kind of feeling, mm -hmm. like an invisible wall. <laughs> So anyway, a starting point that I was thinking of is um, talking about duties that we maybe don't want to do. I think a starting point would be from Bhagavatam, chapter 2, canto 1, uh, what is it? Dharma svanushti tapungsa vishvaksena katasuya notpadayat yadiratim shram eva hi so this is kind of the negative um, instruction. Krishna is saying, if you're doing your doom, your duties, your dharma, su uh, anushtita, you're really, really, really following your duties. You're doing everything perfectly. Uh, um, but you're not 
if yadi rati, uh, if there's no rati, if there's no attraction for Vishvaksena kata, and it's very unusual to use as a name of the Lord Vishvaksena, who is generally identified as an associate of the Lord, but whatever. Vishvaksena kata suya, na utpada yet, if there's not a rising utpadana, utpadayet, if there's not an arising of uh, rati, <clears throat> of attraction, which rati and ruchi seem to be uh, close to each other, similar, maybe used in different contexts. Shrama eva, then it's a waste. <laughs> what? How much of a waste? Kevalam, complete. <laughs> it's a complete waste. <laughs> complete waste of time if we're doing things and we're thinking, I'm doing everything so properly. <laughs> I am very good. Um, I'm a very good boy. I'm a very good girl. I do everything so well. Um, I'm just ever so correct uh, in everything I do and everything I say. Um, so it's a kind of warning that Sutta Goswami is giving um, as he initiates his quite uh, compact uh, discussion, description of, of sadhana, sadhana bhakti and, how, and the results of sadhana bhakti in chapter 2. Um, so that's kind of starting at one end of the the issue that, well, of course, we want to be attracted to Krishna. So if we're doing, going through life, um, doing everything ever so perfectly, but we're not getting attracted to Krishna, then that's a waste of time. Okay, so that's sort of at the, at the low end, at the bottom end. Uh, but actually, just before that, Krishna... Sorry, Sutta Goswami uh, describes the high end uh, of Dharma. Savai Pungsang Paro Dharma Yato Bhaktir Adhokshaja. Bhakti to Adhokshaja, uh, another interesting name of the Lord. Mm. And then he's giving a kind of definition of that bhakti. Uh, Ahaituki apratihata yaya atmas suprasidati. The test that it's working is suprasidati. And we just a little while ago talked about the prefix su, meaning good or well, uh, thoroughly suprasidati. Uh, one becomes thoroughly satisfied. Um, and that's the highest dharma, paradharma. Uh, indeed, savai pungsam, of a person. Um, that's the best. So the bottom, the bottom of the uh, pile is where we're not getting attraction, and the top, the top end is complete satisfaction in serving Krishna, and that's the highest dharma. 
most of us, most of the time, are somewhere in between the two. <laughs> sometimes feeling some attraction, sometimes um, less attraction, sometimes maybe feeling quite forgetful, quite preoccupied in whatever it is uh, that uh, pulls us along, drags us along through um, through the um, triguna mayi material world. Um, and we want to, we know what is the aim. We want to, we know which direction we want to go. Um, now, we all have to do things that we maybe don't like to do. It's called, it's part of having a material body and being in the material world. Um, these bodies are, you know, earthbound and they're connected to, they're related with other bodies, <laughs> uh, family bodies, we may want to say it, you know, uh, extended rings of relationships. And much of the time, um, functioning within all those relationships is may not be a whole lot of fun. And so Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, one hopes for a nice harmony between the, duty, the social duties and the, and the higher, the spiritual duties. One hopes for and aims for, uh, but it's, it's not always going to be there. And so what to do? Well, uh, the, the, the sort of bottom, bottom step again, um, I think, is in Krishna's first practical advice to Arjuna in the Gita, matras parshas tu konteya. Tang bharata, tolerate. Um, where... What that leads toward, um, the tolerance is a, is, is, a, is, a, is a first step, you can say, toward, uh, toward a higher level of understanding, well, whether it's this situation or another situation, whether it's a so-called more favorable or less favorable, actually it's kind of all the same. Um, so there's a sense of overcoming the, yeah, the various sorts of duality. But there's another uh, thing that occurred to me with regard to duties where we feel like, uh, do I have to do this again or whatever it is? Um, <laughs> maybe this is not the sort of example that you would be thinking of generally, but perhaps it would apply for some, some devotees. Um, oh, do I have to go shopping again? <laughs> you know, I have to go to the market. I have to, you know, with all these people. Well, cooking, okay, that we should talk about separately because cooking we want to turn into... We want to develop into an art of cooking for Krishna. But shopping is like, oh, you know. 
So the thought I had in relation to this was the sort of count your blessings motto that I learned as a child from my mother, that supposing, you know, we take it for granted that we have all kinds of physical capacities. Um, we can, you know, most of us can go where we want to go. We can speak nicely. We can function. Um, but there are so many people with serious disabilities. Um, now, if, I mean, just as a, as a thought experiment, you could think of someone who has such disability that they would not be able um, at all to, to go shopping. And if you would go to that person and say, if by some miracle we could give you uh, these abilities uh, for your physical condition, you, suddenly now you can walk and you can do everything that would need, it, need to be done for shopping. Um, would you like that? Most probably, most people in that condition would really jump at the opportunity. Wow, yes, please uh, let me have that ability. So in other words, we're, we take for granted that we, cannot, that we can do so many things, and then when we can do those things, and then we have to do those things, we go, oh, do I have to? <laughs> but a little effort of... Yeah, something like this, uh, a, a kind of thought experiment. Well, what if I were not able to do this? Wouldn't I actually be very happy if I could do this? What What's happening is there's a change of this relativity and what we thought was was boring, was too much trouble, was whatever it was. Suddenly, from a different perspective becomes something actually quite nice, becomes, um, can become Krishna's mercy that, oh, I can do this, I can do this, uh, I can do this service for my family, I can do this uh, for, for Krishna. Of course, shopping, we think also of shopping for Krishna like that. And I found one one verse um, that might also be relevant. This is just in re relation to uh, remembering Krishna. This is Chaitanya Charitamrita twenty Madhyalila twenty four thirty eight. It's a description of. Krishna, sarvaha karshaka, sarvahladaka, maha rasayana, aponar bale kore, sarvavismarana. Lord Krishna is so exalted that he is more attractive than anything else and more pleasing than anything else. He is the most sublime abode of bliss. 
by his own strength, he causes one to forget all other ecstasies. And then, and this one I don't have the verse number for. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's the next one. Jaiche taiche johi kohi koraye smaran. This is the one I wanted. Chari vidha tapa taro kore shangharan. When the devotee somehow or other always remembers the Supreme Personality of Godhead anywhere and everywhere. Johi kohi. Lord Hari takes away life's four miserable conditions. Hmm. Krishna takes away life's four miserable. And here the four miserable conditions, I presume, means birth, old age, disease, and death. Um, yeah, and so, but still there's your question, is Krishna sort of steering us? And I would say, yes, Krishna is steering us with the help of, in so many different ways. He is guiding, steering, sometimes allowing difficulties to come, sometimes testing. Um, um, but the more we remember Krishna, the more we can see how Krishna is doing these things and how Krishna is present through, he's, he's present in the form of so many other persons that we are interacting with and so on. Does that make sense? Thank you, Maharaj. So it is about tolerance and being gratefulness, uh, always feeling grateful, thinking that I can serve the Lord. Mm. Um, tolerance and being grateful. Yeah, the other thing I was thinking is, um, I was saying, you know, it's all part of the, the experience of having to do things that we maybe feel like we don't want to do. It's all part of uh, the um, part of the deal that we got a material body. And so Srila Prabhupada would often say, we make the best use of a bad bargain. <laughs> so the best use of a bad bargain means also, okay, I'm in this situation, I have to do this, this, and this. Okay, let's make the best of it. And the best of it is, we'll see how Krishna is, is present. How can I remember Krishna in these situations? Uh, thank you, Guru Maharaj. And I, I want to add one other question related with this question. Hmm. For example, there are devotees who lo lost their child in the young age or hmm. 18, and they remain. Or maybe it could be a very beloved uh, wife or or somebody that you love. You can lose this person and devotees face this. Mm -hmm. And so they suffer not because thinking that the other person is not existing anymore, but just like a feeling of missing, uh, missing the relationship, maybe mm -hmm. missing and all these connections. Mm -hmm. So this kind of suffering, is it possible that um, 
avoid the soul to go back to Godhead? Can it be considered like an attachment to this world? Well, yes, attachment is there, and the whole idea is to transform attachment, not to destroy attachment, but to transform it. And so um, that's why when, when devotees depart the world, we feel pained, uh, we feel the loss, and that's, that's attachment, but it's attachment to devotees, and that's a nice thing, that's a good thing, that's drawing us toward Krishna. Mm. So there, there's, how to say this, there's, um, desire is kind of irreducible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and so what we need to do is, you know, not try to deny it, but to transform it. And so all the misfortunes, like losing a dear one, uh, we want to try to understand how, how that can be transformed. That's the challenge. Maybe experiencing of tolerance and always having this tolerance is yeah. made but tolerance is a kind of negative term in the sense of, oh, all right, I have to tolerate. Uh, here I am tolerating. Uh, we're looking for something more positive. Tolerance is kind of step one. And uh, we want to, you know, move, move forward from tolerance to positive engagement. Positive. Yeah. So, like, this is Krishna's desire. <laughs> yeah, what, we don't understand how this is Krishna's desire, but if this is Krishna's desire, which is our, you know, basic presupposition, then what is that? What What are the implications of that for us? Can we see how this might be? Uh, opening something for us that was otherwise not open. So it's like Krishna is controlling and doing something good for us. Mm. So we are, with this pain, we can develop internally, learn more. and. Uh, yes, and devotees, we try to be we devotees are detectives. Yes. Finding evidence for Krishna's, uh, you know, directing us, like in in the Rasa Lila, when when Krishna disappears, the the gopis are searching for Krishna, and then they find his footprints, and then they become like detectives. They're following his footprints and then they see two sets of footprints and they analyze aha so uh, Shimati Radharani has been here and, oh but now there's again one set of footprints and not only that they're deeper into the into the earth so that means he lifted her up like that we're, we're trying to become detectives <laughs> yes it's like if we 
put our, our life in this, if we believe, trust, and surrender to Krishna, then we should completely surrender and trust to his process also, because he gave a promise that he will deal with us personally. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Okay, well, now we're discussing questions and such. Um, we saw, I think, Hemangi Gopi, you wanted to bring up something. Are you there? There she is. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, there is some something with the system. It's not possible to unmute always. <laughs> Hi, Krishna. Hare Krishna. My please, Maharaj, accept my humble obeisances. Devotees also so happy to be with you. I would like actually to show and tell something. Oh, okay. um, I would like to actually introduce you to my very good friend, which whom I'm associating for a this whole January month. So actually, this is my very new friend, oh. <laughs> which whom I'm associating through this month, and I'm very happy and grateful to have. So I just... I'm, you have um, so many bookmarks in it. <laughs> yes, that's the point I want to actually tell about. Okay. So I'm just almost finishing, all, only last chapter left for me, and I'm very impressed and so grateful for this wonderful book. So um, these bookmarks are, as you can see, different color. So I uh, did it in this way because I would like to use it for different things. So this book is actually not only a book to just read once and put aside. I consider this book as a handbook, which I will be associating a lot. Excellent. And now as I'm just finishing my first reading, I did it by myself. I'm just wondering maybe... I'm thinking to do my second reading with somebody in pair. So maybe also we can include this hermeneutic um, ingredients, which we learned here. So maybe try to practice what we have learned mm. uh, here. And I'm just thinking for what purpose this book could be used. So we, this first part, I see very relevant how this is explained different system of actually eating system of yoga, so which could be very helpful for the devotees who are um, doing Sankirtan, who are distributing Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing because this language is very understandable in, in, regard, in regarding of terminology, and it's very relevant and important for the humankind in general. And it's really, really uh, explained in a very acceptable and understandable way. So I'm just inspired to maybe do Sankirtan to distribute Bhagavad Gita and try to uh, apply this knowledge here. It's really <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And uh, um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, with each Bhagavad Gita, you can also sell one of these. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> Supplement. Yes, here's your yes. Bhagavad Gita and here's your supplement to Bhagavad yes, Gita. <laughs> yes, thank you for that idea. And other thing, I'm just thinking for yoga teachers, for the uh, devotees who are teaching yoga, this could be also great uh, introduction to Bhagavad Gita and also support mm -hmm. to their teaching. That's really amazing. 
So I'm finding, I'm just uh, recommended to my friends who are devotees and yoga teacher. I'm just talking about this wonderful book. And this, uh, another, this um, other chapters, this your reflection of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and Nectar of Devotion. I'm using this part for my Japa meditation. It's really wonderful. It's so amazing hmm. how I'm just turning some page and I'm just seeing how um, Krishna is worshipped in a different age, like his age, and then his paraphernalia, how, how you describe it very nicely, and how Krishna uses it for a different purpose with different devotees. It's really amazing. And I'm just uh, also using this wonderful meditation. I'll just read some uh, short meditation uh, from this chapter um, where you described Lord's beauty during his different ages. And then I was just always when I'm looking for the strength for do something for better japa for things. I, I was just used to pray to the Lord and Simhadev. But now I learned from this book that it's also very great to pray to the um, Lord Damodar. So this is this part, Lord Krishna's beauty uh, during his um, different age. And now is like uh, when you uh, how you are referring in this amazing book, like a quotation on the power. Uh, on our way. So it, this is quotation. Oh, my dear devotees of the Lord Krishna, may the left hand of Lord Krishna, which has lifted Govardhan Hill like a ball, save you from all dangers. So I'm just trying to include this prayer when I'm like praying for the strength for uh, for offenseless chanting to uh, to chant without offenses to get taste for the holy name that Krishna uh, protect me for the bad decisions and give me the strength and intelligence to uh, uh, to make good decisions and then also the third point this is for my japa meditation I'm really finding amazing inspiration for my japa. So I'm really warmly recommending <laughs> this. And also third, third um, this like green one, these stickers is for my research because gotcha. it is really, um, <laughs> it's really explained different kind of knowledge, which I'm researching on. It's really amazing. And your instruction, how to study uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, it's so wonderful. So it's helping me also to how to study Shastras and Bhagavatam and also how to approach to my research. So I'm very, very grateful and i'm so thankful to mariana lila because she um she dis delivered me it was first of january in the temple so i said this is i will start with this my new year and this <laughs> becomes a very good friend of mine and i will continue uh, to associate with this wonderful book and but my second reading will probably be with somebody i will do it in pair because uh -huh. yes it's wonderful <laughs> and i'm so happy to share this so thank you so much maharaj for uh giving this wonderful book for writing and uh all the devotees who help you make it happen um yeah, and we also have... for the distributors i'm so so happy uh, for this we and have especially Russell Dudi hari to thank for yes, overseeing yes. Yes. the publication. It was quite a job. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, Rasudadi Hari. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, that was quite an endorsement. I think we should, um, I think we should just transcribe what you, all what you just said. And um, I don't know. 
posted somewhere <laughs> for advertising. Yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can, I can write something. No, I'm very eager because I'm, I'm so, I'm like a discovery. So many discoveries, wonderful discoveries. So when I, whenever I have some opportunity, I'm just opening it. Just check out this one. Just some, yes. But people, devotees are very interested in this book, and it's really, really inspiring. And it's just a handbook. It's not like a book for just reading once and put aside mm. i really love this book and i will use it so many times in my life and i'm so thankful great thank you, thank you. that's very encouraging so raso dari hari that should be also encouragement to do uh paravidya mala volume two <laughs> um thank you very much well guru maharaj i think regarding uh nice uh, words of Hevangi Gopi. The second book now, it will be even better in one sense for, um, I mean better, this one is also fantastic, for a yoga society and yoga uh, world that is Yama and Niyama in Krishna consciousness. And um, I mean, this I always have to go many times through the book, you know, and every book. And as, as I'm going, I see, you know, more and more how it is really good for fantastic. So I hope to be soon. That's, that's <laughs> all. Nice. Okay. We are practical. We are practically, you know, 95%. Oh. It's almost. Very yeah. good. Okay. Nice. Okay. Little these are there. But the devil is in the details, so we have to <laughs> Indeed. <clears throat> okay. Um, thank you both. Now, I'm just now noticing, uh, not to embarrass you, but Savitri Shama, Devi Dasi, are you there? Can you, can you say Haribol or something? Mm -hmm. Ah, there you are. Yeah, I've been intending all these weeks since you were initiated to uh, introduce you as Savitri Shama Devi Dasi, and everyone on the count of three can turn on your microphones and welcome Savitri Shama. She's in Leipzig. Several weeks ago was initiated here in um, in Sadhu Bhavan. Okay. One, two, three. You weren't expecting that, were you? Savitri no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. Thank you so much. All best wishes. Um, Savitri Shama and her family are in Leipzig. And, uh, yeah. Anything you want to share at the moment, Savitri Shama, with others? Uh um <laughs> not just I'm, 
I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit surprised and overwhelmed now. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, Some sometime maybe you can tell a little about the Leipzig Yatra or whatever. Uh, yeah, of course. And um yeah, maybe sometime also your husband would like to, your like to say something about the research he's doing. Could be interesting. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> If he likes, uh, he is he is he is nodding. He's nodding. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. does he yeah, want? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, thank thank you so much. I I did not expect that, but yeah. Does Kavikana Pura Pura want to say something now, or would he prefer another time? Uh, I, I guess I guess he also needs to prepare a little okay. bit. That's fine. <laughs> That's but, okay. Uh, but but yeah, we 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 probably can do that. Okay. <laughs> good good. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a one and a half minute break now, at which time you can take breaks or you can talk with each other or as you see fit. I'll be right back. Hare Krishna. Okay, we're back now. Yeah, so I think we could now proceed with a bit of, a little bit of hermeneutics, Vaishnav hermeneutics. And uh, what I thought I'll do this time is share screen. Let's move that to hide it. A little bit. Okay, let's let's try this. <clears throat> okay, um I'll make this bigger. Oh, wow. Filled up everything. Okay. Uh, I hope you can all see this. I mentioned last week that I was scheduled to um, lead a, a lesson uh, in this hermeneutics course. And... This is the third time now that I've... It's the third time the course has been uh, given, and it's the third time that my particular task was to give lesson number six. So you may wonder, well, what about lessons one through five? And then there are also two after this, so there are eight lessons altogether. Um, over quite some weeks, I've touched on points that 
are discussed in the first five lessons. So I'm being a bit unsystematic, but maybe that's not such a bad thing. Um, because I think the whole the whole process is one of it's a gradual process of developing a sense of what it's about. And so it's a kind of network of ideas and and sensibilities. And so I think it's okay if we jump into lesson number six. And particularly, this may be of interest because the subject of this lesson is doubts and uncertainty among devotees. Uh, among devotees means also individually. We have our individual doubts. The idea is uh, doubts and uncertainties that we have ourselves individually or in communities of devotees. In other words, it's not about the doubts of those who have either no idea what is Krishna consciousness or are mm, more or less not committed to uh, people who are just being exposed uh, in early stages of what is, who is Krishna, what is Bhagavad Gita, etc. So this is more about ourselves who have been engaging with the practice, some of us for many years, and some of us maybe uh, for a shorter time, but nonetheless in a serious way. So I'm just going to kind of go through this, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. Uh, we started out uh, the course by chanting the Mangala Charana prayers, and then a little fancy change there. Um, then we had two verses um, as openers. So this one is from Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna says to Krishna, Etan me sangshayang Krishna chetum arhasya sheshata. Tvaranya sangshayasyasya cheta na hupapadyate. This is my doubt, O Krishna, and I ask you to dispel it completely. But for you, no one is to be found who can destroy this doubt. This is uh, late in chapter 6, and many of you will know what is the doubt that Arjuna is expressing here. Perhaps some of you don't know. Uh, his doubt is, what if a person does not reach perfection within this life? What happens to his or her efforts? Are they all lost and one has to start over in the next life? Or not, and Krishna, of course, reassures Arjuna uh, that nothing is lost; that one proceeds um, from wherever one has practiced in this life, wherever one has, uh, so to say, left off. Another uh, somewhat similar expression of doubt: Aptakamo. 
Yadupati, Kritavan Vai Jagupsitam, Kim Abhipraya Etana, Shang Shayang Chindhi Suvrata. O faithful upholder of vows, please destroy our doubt by explaining to us what purpose the self-satisfied Lord of the Yadus had in mind when he behaved so contemptibly. Maharaj Prikshit expresses this doubt toward the end of the last of the five chapters of the Rasalila Panchadhyaya, the five chapters on the Rasalila. Uh, and we understand from the commentators he's expressing this doubt not for himself so much as for others who may have doubts. So the general point is uh, doubt may be there. Sang shayam, actually, that should be sang shaya, not shang shaya. Um, doubts may be there, and what to do with them? This is certainly an issue uh, for us, and one of the purposes of the entire enterprise of what we're calling hermeneutics uh, is to address this. Okay, so, oops, not moving to the next one. Okay. Um, so we have a core question of this particular lesson, and the question is, what do we do? When it's hard to agree or hard to find an answer or an understanding that is really satisfying either for ourselves or for others. Uh, what to do? Should we just throw up our hands in frustration or what? <clears throat> and here are a few reasons why understanding uh, clear understanding might elude us, might, we may not be able to find clear understanding for several reasons. So the first is, uh, there may be inadequacies in our own qualities, in our own sadhana, in our own motives, motivations, in our willingness to change, in our spiritual qualification. That's kind of repeating. Um, and this first point is pointing to, well, it's, it's six sorts of qualities that we identified uh, in our group that we want to, uh, we want to pursue in order to be successful in uh, understanding whatever it is we're trying to understand. So, let's see, I had a note here. Yeah. Yeah, six sorts of qualities. There's 
Humility and a service mood, we all understand these are important in spiritual life. They're also important for for understanding, for comprehension of Shastra. A second, uh, I would say like a sphere of qualities or culture, we call it fidelity to text and tradition. Fidelity means... Um, it means loyalty. It means being faithful uh, to being faithful to shastra and being faithful to the tradition. Um, having having a, a desire to um, represent the tradition, to represent uh, the the shastra and so on. We could expand on each of, each of these more. The third is uh, a discerning search for truth. Discerning means um, looking carefully, thinking carefully, analyzing, uh, being mm, looking for precise understanding. Uh, so, and this is a point that I make at the end of this lesson. This is a this is the lifetime project. This is what we do: uh, is to seek the truth. The fourth of these qualities is, um, I would say, also it's a it's a culture, namely cult cultivating honest and authentic conversation. Uh, something which um, can be challenging, especially when we feel strong. It might be that we feel we know answers, uh, but someone else doesn't, and so it becomes a kind of competition, uh, which goes into the other subject of debate. How does one properly debate? Vada, Jalpa, Vitanda. Uh, fourth is, sorry, fifth is openness to change and transformation. Why are we practicing Krishna consciousness? We are pursuing, we are uh, hoping, praying for guidance uh, that Krishna leads us to transformation, to become what we really are. Um, or to uncover what we really are, who we really are. And uh, if we're resisting that, we can resist it on so many different levels. Uh, it, this may prevent us from some insight, some understanding, which uh, is, is needful, is important for us to progress individually or collectively. And a sixth uh, quality or sets of qualities is benevolence and generosity. Benevolence, it's like, it's like goodwill. It's like wishing well, wishing others well, wishing the best for everyone. Um, and generosity, being ready to, uh, to give to others, um, that's also, it is a, our whole mission. Uh, we are giving Krishna 
Um, we are sharing Krishna, not that I own Krishna and I'm so kind that I'm giving to others. No, I'm just passing on what I have received. So that generosity is is important. So uh, this is all now applying to um, this first point in, in feeling of inadequacies or not feeling, having some inadequacy, some lack in one or more of these qualities. So in other words, we want to stop before we dig in to try to find answers to things. Uh, we may first want to look at ourselves. Do I have, there's an expression in English, the right stuff. Do I have the right stuff? <laughs> it's kind of a slang expression. I think it comes from the uh, military, uh, the jet fighters, having the right stuff to be a, a pilot in a jet <clears throat> bomber airplane. Uh, okay. Second possible reason why we aren't understanding something is we're not using the right tools for the right task. And as most of you hopefully remember, this whole program includes uh, a good number of what we call tools, 40, 40 uh, four times ten tools altogether, and we haven't really looked at that yet, but there are um, a whole palette of different ways that one can, basically in the form of questions, uh, to ask oneself to proceed to understand Shastra. Shastra, again, we mean written text, spoken text, uh, the words of sadhus, the word of guru, words of guru, all together. A third reason uh, we may have trouble is that we're assuming that we need to find the right answer or the one that everyone will agree on. It's often the case that there is not one right answer. Um, many, many, many uh, statements in Shastra can be taken in more than one way. And sometimes the acharyas revel in the various ways a, a particular verse can be understood. Reveling means they relish. There could also be a fear that uh, a fear of there being more than one way of understanding. And uh, I've used the expression within the hermeneutic boundary. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes or more. Um, but some kind of fear, we can also look at ourselves, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid that there's more than one answer to this question? Then uh, we may just be impatient. We want clarity now or yesterday. I want the answer right now. Um, 
some answers can take longer to uh, to to mature in our minds or in our intelligence through our experience. And finally, what's sometimes called cognitive dissonance, technical sort of term that's used in modern psychology, where there's a gap, uh, and in this case, the gap is between, between what we read or hear in Shastra and what is our own experience. And perhaps a common example of this uh, would be with regard to, regard to cosmology, um, the idea that the moon is further away than the sun. Um, <laughs> we might have trouble with that because it just seems so obvious that the moon is so much closer than the sun. And if you talk to any uh, scientist today, astrophysicist, and tell them the moon is actually further than the sun, they might find this very amusing, uh, but they're not likely to take us seriously. So this ga gap uh, may give us some disturbance, a kind of dissonance rather than a sense of uh, harmony, uh, we get the opposite, disharmony or dissonance in our cognition, in our perception, not perception, in our comprehension. Okay, then. Why hmm. it doesn't change? Hmm. Oh, it's because I'm, okay. Yes, one thing that uh, can be done in the uh, engaging in hermeneutic, hermeneutics understanding is that we may establish boundaries. Boundaries within which certain ways of understanding may be acceptable outside the boundaries of which we say, no, that's not acceptable. So in other words, there can be variation within hermeneutics, uh, 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 hermeneutic analysis. Um, and uh, then there's going too far. We may say, no, no, that's going too far. So then trying to mm, inscribe what is that boundary can be one of the efforts uh, in practicing uh, the understanding of Shastra. So uh, I just give one example here of a possible boundary. There can be so many others, but one boundary could be that meanings which are derived from Shastra must lead to a vision for increase of service to Krishna not a decrease of service. So that could be a, a kind of a boundary marker. If we see that we've come to some analysis which leads to the conclusion, okay, let's do less service now, <laughs> then maybe some alarm bells can go off and we can think, mm -mm, 
That can't be right. And then we go back, we say in English, go back to the drawing board. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, this particular lesson is about focusing on ourselves, individually or collectively, devotees. And it's uh, the next lesson, which is dealing with outreach, with the challenges that come with, uh, related with sad, Guru Sadhu Shastra, understanding how do we, how should we preach? There, there can be very strong disagreements on the subject, but that's not the topic of this. So what we do is we have some, some issue, some problem, and we want to deal with it. Um, I mentioned tools. There are also principles. How many principles? We, we came up with uh, 24 principles altogether. And here uh, I've selected, I think, altogether six. Six principles um, to help in the process of understanding something. So probably all 24 could be helpful in different circumstances. But anyway, as examples, 14 uh, insights emerge through apt, which means appropriate and sufficient dialogue, uh, through mediation, resolution, reconciliation of paradox, apparent contradiction, and multiple views. Now, in our book, uh, which discusses all of uh, everything, the principles, the tools, the qualities, we have elaborations on each one of these. And um, this came to a book of 200 and, what is it, 70 or 80 pages. It's Quite a substantial book, which, by the way, has just been translated into Espanol by Daitiesha Harikisha. Thank you, Daitiesha, for that. You're asking me what to do with it. And my first thought is send it to Parampadam Prabhu. He, he will know what to do with it, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we can discuss further. Um, so I'm not going to elaborate on any of, well, maybe I will, but for now, let me go through quickly. I think I did something. No. Okay. Um, okay, so 1415 is Shastra mercifully reciprocates with those who study it and compassionately reach out to others. Um, reciprocation. Shastra reciprocates. I think all of us have some experience of this. And we may want to 
keep this in mind when we feel some uncertainty that um, we can go to Shastra and Shastra will reciprocate. Why is that? Uh, we may understand because Shastra, in particular the Bhagavatam, uh, there are two Bhagavatas. There is the person Bhagavata and the book Bhagavata. They are understood to be non-different. Why? Because, well, uh, they both have the same, they are both uh, similar manifestations of the Lord. And so they can both reciprocate. Yeyatamang prapadyante tangsataiva bhajam yaham. Then the th- number 16, the meaning of Shastra is directly revealed to one with full faith in Guru Shastra and Krishna. Now you might say, well, but that's kind of a the problem. The problem is I don't have full faith in Guru Shastra and Krishna. And so you're suggesting what sounds like putting the cart before the horse. Um, And to which I would say it's it's a kind of spiral process. We get some faith. Out of that faith, uh, some meaning comes. From that meaning, we get more faith. And uh, in this way, it develops. And of course, part of this formula is not that we're just sitting all day and reading Shastra, but we are also serving. Because what is Shastra telling us? It's telling us to serve Krishna. And number 17, by purifying the senses, bhakti removes the conditioning that clouds and distorts perception. So the senses are our instruments by which we have perception of the world around us. But we understand we suffer from four kinds of defects, Brahma, Pramad, vipralipsa, karanapatava, mistake, illusion, uh, tendency to cheat, uh, and faulty senses. So, faulty senses means not purified senses, and atas Sri Krishna namadi nabavet grahyam indri sevan mukehi jihvado svayameva. Spurati Adha. Uh, the senses are purified by engaging in service to the Lord of the senses. And then our perceptions become clear. And when our perceptions are clear, then we see things, as Prabhupada would say, as they are. Uh, 18. Realization requires virtue. Personal transformation and the assimilation of knowledge by experience. It's kind of three things in one, but um, we may start with assimilation, the word assimilation. We have this 
um, kind of formula from Vedanta, uh, Shravana Manana Nididhyasana. Hearing, reflecting on, and imbibing or assimilating. How do we assimilate knowledge here suggested by experience? And here the word vijnana may be relevant. And this points us back to serving. We, we learn, we realize, we assimilate by service. Mm. Personal transformation, that's we talked about briefly. Um, it's what we're aiming for. Um, we may want to say transformation or reformation. Uh, to reform ourselves, uh, to be informed <laughs> uh, with Krishna Bhakti. And to realize um, is not just conceptually to realize, but to make real, uh, to make to make a reality or to un, uh, un uncover a reality. But this requires virtue, uh, and what are the virtues of the devotees? There are, there's a list of 26 of them. Kripalu akritta droha satyasarasam nidoshavata nyumridu suchi akinchana, and so forth, 26 qualities. Mm. The essential one being surrender to Krishna, <laughs> taking shelter of Krishna. And then the last, 19, the highest truth aims at the welfare of all. And this last one, I think, is very powerful uh, and I think works very much like a boundary of hermeneutics as, as we kind of indicated earlier as a test uh, does this truth it does my understanding of how things are aim at the welfare of all or is it aiming only at my own welfare what i think is my welfare what what is aiming for the welfare of all so like that, we are questioning ourselves. Okay, then uh, we had a f I selected a few of the tools from those 40 tools that can help. And the first of these is Shastric State. Let's see if I got this. Yes. Shastric statements can be understood in terms of tattva, rasa, or both. Um, this can be a source of quite a bit of confusion for devotees. Uh, we try to understand things intellectually, um, using our reasoning. This is very appropriate. Prabhupada always invited questions. He would give a lecture and then he would ask, are there any questions? And then if there were questions, he would clarify. Uh, and 
in our endeavors to understand, though, especially especially when we talk about absolute truth, uh, the Supreme Lord, uh, and when we get into any talk about uh, activity of the Lord, um, activity of devotees, we may want to ask this question. Is this about tattva? Uh, is it sambandha jnana, especially? Um, or is this about relationality, rasa? Or maybe it's both. Then the next one I chose is number 10. Which text provides a higher level of authority? This is called Shastra Taratamya. It's not that all Shastra is equal. And I'm, I've said it before that Srila uh, Jiva Goswami makes this his central point in his Tattva Sandarva, the uh, on the top of the pile of Shastra is the Bhagavatam. But we might want to put something even on top of the Bhagavatam, um, not exactly as superior, but as illuminating for us the Bhagavatam, namely Chaitanya Charitamrita, Nectar of Devotion, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Mm. But some some uh, Dharma Shastra, for example, some a devotee finds something in a some Dharma Shastra, the Parasara uh, Dharma Shastra, or or Manu Samhita, and he says, "Oh, look what it says here." Um, well, that's interesting, but is that a primary source of Shastra for us? <laughs> okay, quickly. Oops. Then, considering one's own culture and individual perspectives along with one's life experiences. Yeah, we, we want to take account of uh, where we stand, what is our own experience. And a lot of things that may be there in Shastra may not be relevant for us. Uh, so many rules and regulations might be there which are not relevant for us. Because Shastra is like an ocean and we may be in a very small boat <laughs> paddling across. Uh, 28. Understanding requires jiva daya. Um, daya means compassion, mercy. Jiva, the living entity, mercy or compassion for the jiva. If we don't have some basic sense of wanting to wanting the best for others, it goes back to uh, the principle we saw before, um, being for the welfare of all. Uh, if we don't have that, then how are we going to understand? And finally, how because we had this this question, what to do when there is doubt? So this is uh, answering. Uh, we can pray, we can surrender 
we can wait for revelation. <laughs> In other words, it's not a mechanical process. It's not, it's not what um, we call in America, you maybe know something like this. For children, there's a way of doing art called paint by number. You get something which is, it has all the places marked out on the page with numbers, and all you have to do is take the color that fits the number and you paint it in. It's not paint by number. It's, it's uh, or as Prabhupada would say, it's not stereotyped. And so, uh, in any case, before, during, after the pursuit of understanding, uh, we want to be prayerful, we want to pursue a sense of, under, of surrender, and we want to be patient, waiting for revelation. And revelation doesn't just mean that, you know, the clouds part and there's... Uh, a dramatic, loud crash of symbols, and uh, well, maybe there will be a loud crash of symbols. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it may or may not be a dramatic revelation. Put it like that. <laughs> All right, Hare Krishna. We've come to the end of our time for today, and. Uh, Oh, I want to remind you of my suggestion that I was making some weeks ago. And um, that is, uh, yeah, Hemangi Gopi was saying she wants to read this book now with another devotee. So, yeah, I wanted to suggest uh, that you think about, if you're not already doing, uh, creating a reading group with one or more of your friends. Um, because that can be a very good way of exchanging, of enriching, of... It, so many things can come out uh, in reading with others that won't come when we just read by ourselves. So you may um, may want to do that. And I leave it all to you. That's not something I feel it's something for me to manage. <laughs> but uh, it's a matter of setting a time. And now we all know how to use, you know, Zoom. You can have uh, sessions that are short enough that you don't have to invest in uh, the Zoom program, so it can be, you know, half an hour um, meeting. I, I know a couple of devotees uh, who, or three devotees, they were every morning meeting uh, for 15 minutes reading Shastra. <laughs> it can also be done like that many possibilities. You can figure out what works best. 
And uh, what else? I don't have any new homework. The homework I gave last time was finding um, reference within Chaitanya Charitamrita, several within uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, in which Prabhupada refers to this verse, Anyami Lashita Shunyam. But what you might like to do is just uh, zero in on that verse. You can look, what does Srila Prabhupada write about it uh, in the beginning of Nectar of Devotion? Um, and Or uh, if you have access to it, I have it myself. I have Banuswami's translation of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. It's uh, the specific verse is verse number 11 of uh, the first chapter of part one. So it's 1111, Anyabhilashita Shunyam. And Banu Swami's edition gives translation of the commentary of Srila Jiva Goswami. So it's quite detailed, elaborating on several words of the verse. It's quite nice. You could look at that or um, pursue your reading as you are so inclined. Hare Krishna. So, Hare Krishna, I will say thank you all very much. Wish you all a wonderful week. Keep well. Keep swell. Uh, keep sane. <laughs> <laughs> and keep chanting Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Anantakoti Vaishnavinda ki jai Nitai Gora Premanande Hari Hari Bo